Hello and welcome home. You're listening to the Tribe Abuja podcast. We hope this message inspires and encourages you to know and make known the truth and love of God the Father as expressed through His Son, Jesus. Let's listen to the message. Amen. So welcome to our Tribe Sunday service. And we're starting a series that we should have started like two weeks ago. Um, We're starting a series which have started two weeks ago, um, but, um, you know, we just had to treat one or two things um, for King and Country and New Frontiers. Um, how many of us have been impacted by those two services? Um, honestly, for me, one of the testimonies for King and Country is to see our response to getting our PVCs. I'm hearing that um, deadlines may be extended, hopefully. Let's see um, as many of us that can um, get registered, but also... We're really trusting that when it comes to time, when it comes to collecting, that we'll be able to to, um, get everything by God's grace um, in time before February. Just the the notebook. Okay. Okay. And um, so we are start. This is season two of spiritual intelligence. We did spiritual intelligence last year. And we did it just after, no, the weeks leading up to Pentecost Sunday. And I think some weeks after Pentecost Sunday. And it was a deep dive into the person of the Holy Spirit and his work. Amen. And this this season two, we'll be spending some weeks again understanding the person of the Holy Spirit. And also going into a deep dive of just understanding his work. One of the things I wanted us to dig into is the gifts of the Spirit. And I also wanted to narrow in on the gift of prophecy because Apostle Paul tells us that the gift of prophecy does what? It builds the church. It builds the body of Christ. Amen. So I wanted to demystify the prophetic and just uh, uh, make us understand what prophecy is, the gifts, the office, and how we can walk in it. But I thought of something like, um, because from here, I have a vantage point where I can see many people's faces at the same time. So when discussing the prophetic, I can see some of you squirm. I can see some of you just like, ah, I thought this guy was cool. What is prophetic again? I can see some response. Some people are like joyful. Yes, let's prophesy. Thus says the Lord. Let's bring down fire. And others are like, oh my God. Like you're eyeing the person that invited you. It's like I thought we, I thought we were done with this. So I said, let me just talk about first hearing the voice of God. And that's episode one. And here's the thing. Every denomination, we agree on this fact. We, from Catholics to um, the most charismatic of Christians, we believe that God speaks. Amen? We believe that God speaks. Every one of us, we believe that God speaks. But it's how now that some of us may differ. That's the issue, right? But here, before we go into all of that, I want you to understand something. That our faith is so beautiful that we believe in a creator the, the, the God we serve is a creator. But more than that, he is accessible. We can access him. Hallelujah. He is not, um, 
He's not unreachable. We can access him as a matter of fact. What the Bible tells us is that our God has been the one trying to reach us all along. Most faiths are an attempt to reach God, to understand um, the person behind the visible world, to understand the force behind the visible world. But our story, the story of our faith is God reaching out to us. Amen. Amen. Is everybody with me? That's the story of our faith. That God, the God we serve, is reaching out to us first and foremost. So God, many of you, when you hear develop a relationship with God, God primarily is the one that has been longing to develop a relationship with you. Amen. God has been yearning and looking forward to developing a relationship with us. So, um, Paul, when he went to the city of Athens and he saw a statue and it was dedicated, an idol dedicated, and what was written there was to the unknown God. What Paul did was he made a case for, uh, for uh, he made a case before the wise men of Athens telling them that this God can be known. Not more than that, he just, uh, he doesn't, uh, it's not just that he can be known. He wants to be known. And he knows you. Hallelujah. So every time when we think of God speaking to us, we should think in that light first. That God is the one attempting communication. Um, you guys should know me by now. So I find myself on weird places on the internet. So I found myself reading about one of NASA's space missions. And um, I don't know how many of you have heard this. So they've sent out... Um, what will I call them? Is it shuttles now or like big devices? Into space, right? Um, it's called the, the missions. There's Voyager 1 and Voyager 2. And, and one of the, the apparatus, I'll call it now. The thing. NASA's space thing. Um, there's actually a recording of... Okay, one of them has like a gold-plated diagram of a man and a woman. Then there's a recording. This was done in the 70s. So there's a recording of 55 languages and different sounds from Earth. Music, sounds of elephants, just different things. Why? So just in case we happen upon intelligent life, right? There's a, they are, they are greeting like, hey, how far? <laughs> You understand? That's, that's, you know, it's so interesting how science, which, you know, our faith does not negate as well, but uh, there's this, the, the longing for the answers of the world, the, everybody is trying to look beyond ourselves. So um, NASA is spending billions and billions going to space, attempting to see if we can have another home right? Or if there's intelligent life on space to the point that we are recording messages and telling them that there's, there are people here, even drawing things on, on, on it just so that if aliens for some reason find it, um, they, can, they can respond. I wonder what that response would be. In my head, I'm like, what if, we've seen some of these films, right? What if is a Thanos type of person? 
and we've been, we've been, all this while we've been quiet. Nobody knows we're here. Then the invite, anyway. Why would you, oh God. Uh, but here's the thing. Uh, my, my belief is that if for some reason we, we find aliens anywhere, we'll take the gospel there. Amen. Uh, uh, but, okay, here's the point I'm trying to make, right? Man will always try to find, uh, man is always attempting to find answers, right? Science is trying to find answers in the meaning of life where we created by another more intelligent species, you understand? Like, we're attempting to communicate to higher beings other than us. Meanwhile, Christianity, or at least the three main faiths, is telling us that, listen, the earth, the world was created by an intelligent being and he's attempting to communicate with us. But now the Christian faith is now basically telling us that what? God has been attempting to establish relationship with us all along. And that's the beautiful thing about the gospel. So what we see in the, um, the, the Bible, in the scriptures is this. God created man, man fell, and we were separated from God. So we lost that communication. But moments in history, God will reach out to certain people. So he will speak to an Abraham, and he will say, come out from them. I'm going to take you to a promised land. Are you with me? He will speak to a Joseph through um, dreams. He will call, he will speak to Moses through the burning bush and on the on Mount Carmel, speaking to him um, through lightning and thunder. In time, in the, Old in the Old Testament, under the Old Covenant, God will seek out certain people and speak to them directly. And we have that documented in the Old Testament. But when Jesus shows up, Jesus made this bold claim that he is God. And he is restoring relationship with God. Um, relationship between man and God. Are you with me? Tribe, are you with me? I'm building, I'm building towards something. So we Christians, we now make this claim that God speaks to us. Because the author of Hebrews tells us that in the, la in the former days, God used to speak through the prophets but now he speaks through his son, Jesus. Amen. So Christians, we are making this bold claim that no longer does God just speak to special anointed people. That he can speak to everyone. So there are probably 150 people in this room. The claim of Christianity is that God can have a personal relationship with everybody here and speak to them. Are you tracking with me? So many of us still struggle with this thing. And we struggle with it because of our view of God. So I've made a case that, number one, the creator of the heavens and earth, the, create, the person who created you, the being who created you, wants to establish a relationship with you, wants to have, um, 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 wants to speak to you. So now we must understand the kind of person he is. God tells us, Jesus tells us, Rather that, um, Jesus tells us in the New Testament that he, he wants us to know him as friends. Yes, the, the primary identity of the believer in the New Testament is that of sonship. 
but there's a relation, there's a kind of relationship that we should stay and, and have with Jesus. Jesus says he calls us friends. Glory to God. He calls us friends. Now, the thing about hearing from God is there are three things I want us to understand. It's about conversation, it's communion, and consummation. Let me repeat that. It's conversation, communion, and what? Consummation. I'll explain, I'll explain that. For us Christians, we, let, me, let me just tell you something. Whoever has your ear controls your life. Whoever speaks loudest to you controls your life. So even if it's negative thoughts that's generated by you, those negative thoughts controls your lives. If you allow the media and its philosophies be the loudest voice in your life, it controls your life. So who has your ear? Have you ever seen someone in love? I mean, have you, have you seen, let me, guys, have you seen one of your guys in love? Especially during um, those MTN, what's it called? Midnight calls. This guy, he will walk around the room, he will mop the ceiling, he will touch every, I cannot confirm or deny if this ever happened to me. But like, guys, you see, he's, he's, Jacked up, muzzled, strong outside. But once they have their, once they have his ear, or in our language now, once they have his mumu button, my guy is, he is lost. You're talking to him, the beans is burning. He's not hearing anything. He's thinking of, he's just talking to her, and hopefully that's the only person she's talking to. But like. So, <laughs> one of the, uh, of the three things I mentioned, um, communion, conversation, and um, consummation, these things, it's not like it's one step after the other. It's like it works interrelated. In, inter Do you understand? It works at the same time. So, just like that guy or girl who is in love, who is in constant, you know, um, God, I just remembered one of my friends. I think for you to do midnight calls, you need to have 100 naira, but... Oh, Jesus. Just imagine you flash somebody and they take your tuna. So you have to call your friend, Abeg, Abeg, just send me 50 bucks. I'll go send them back. Like, I, I can't follow this babe talk. But and this, it didn't happen to me. I'm just... So, um, Ini, please, I need hanky. Um, so, communion right? The, what we see in the, in the New Testament is this, that God, because of the new covenant we have in him, that we are born again and we are born of the Spirit, God wants to have intimacy with us. Everyone say intimacy. God wants to have koinonia with us. Hallelujah. And one that you're intimate with, you will talk to and you'll have conversations with. Are you with me? So the children of God, for you to have or to, for you to be able to hear the voice of God, you should be intimate or have koinonia with the Father. Are you with me? 
So many of us don't hear the voice of God. We hear people speak so boldly about them hearing God and how they are led by God. And you're wondering, how is it that me, I don't hear God? Is it possible that you are not making use of the access that you have? That you are not intimate with Christ? That you're not intimate with the Father? Amen. So hearing the voice of God, I believe it starts from there. It starts from that uh, uh, koinonia, that intimacy. Glory to God. And here's the thing, the beautiful thing about the gospel is it grants us access. Uh, uh, two things also I want to mention. The gospel gives us access. Hallelujah. That we are no longer separated from God. That by the power of the Holy Spirit and through the finished works of Christ Jesus on the cross, we have access. I want you to understand, tribe, that you are closer to God than anybody will ever be. So many of us, we run to pastors so that they can reach God on our behalf. But do you understand that you are going the long route? Now, don't get me wrong. Often, it's good to, you know, meet spiritual leaders, people in authority, even people in church, and just say, hey, can you stand in faith with me? But if that is your primary access to God, that is not what God has come to do in the new covenant. Are you with me? You know, a successful pastor... A successful pastor is when he has gotten out of the way. His job is to get out of the way. That's, where, that's my greatest success in ministry is when you're not calling me, but that you, are, because of the assurance that you have, that you have access to the Father, you can speak to him at any moment in time. Amen. So every one of us, we have access and we forget that. The second thing we forget is that God is always present with us. So the promise, okay, um, see, in, in the Old Testament, when God created Adam, right, we see one thing, that God used to walk with Adam in the cool of the day. So Adam had a moment, or there was a season in his time, where he would speak with God. He would walk through the Garden of Eden, and he would talk to God as a friend. But he lost that when man fell. But God, you can see that God even started to try to um, 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 restore that kind of thing momentarily. So we see a man called Enoch. The Bible tells us that he walked with God and he was no more. Do you know what that means? Have you ever, you know, asked a strike? I really hope they call off the strike. But um, there was a time my friend and I, he will come to my house. His house is probably like five, six kilometers away. He will come to my house. When it's time for him to go, I will walk him. Just, I'll walk him to his house. Then he'll say, I, we will now just remember. Then he'll walk me to my house. Then we'll start looking for a bike or, or keke. And this illustration came to my mind because, like, because we're so close and we'll be lost in conversation, right? We will not even know when... We've gotten home. I believe that's kind of what happened to Enoch. Enoch had such a strong intimacy, koinonia, communion with the Father. And as he was having conversation, as he was abiding with God, he, it's not like they planned it. They were talking and he got home. That's what I believe it was like when he said, and Enoch, um, sorry, Enoch was no more. That you can walk with God till you are home. 
But the promise of the new covenant is that God is always present with us. Hallelujah. Moses had to pray in Exodus 33. He says, Lord, if you don't go with me, I'm not going. What did the Lord tell Moses? He said, my presence will go with you. Hallelujah. But in the new covenant, what did Jesus tell us? He says, lo and behold, I will be with you always. Hallelujah. I will be with you from now till eternity. So uh, uh, our communion, our koinonia, we often forget that we have access. And we forget the abiding presence of God. That you are closer to God than you know. And that you are in the presence of God. You, your eyes are not just open to it. So for you to hear the voice of God, you must remember that you have access and that you what? Are in his presence at all times. Hallelujah. Tribe, are you with me? That you are in the presence of God at all times. So when God created Adam, he said it is not good for man to be alone. And he created a helpmate. He created Eve out of Adam. But in the new covenant, what does God give the new Adam? He gives him who? He gives him the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Another helper. Permit me to say another helpmate. Hallelujah. So it's not good for man to be alone. So the Lord created a new Adam, gave us new bodies, but gave us who? A new companion that has access to the Father, unlimited access, and that because of his spirit, we are ever in the presence of God. So we can always hear the voice of God. So you not hearing the voice of God is you downplaying your access, the authority that you have, the access that you have, and you are not abiding in the presence. God is not distant from you. It is your thinking of him that has separated you from him. It is how you see him. Are you with me, tribe? Please, are you guys following? Hallelujah. So that's why Jesus now said in John 10 that my sheep, they know my voice. They know, they hear my voice and they know my voice. When I speak, my sheep know me. But how is it that an animal, how a sheep will have to know the voice of a shepherd over time when the shepherd has spent time with the sheep? Are you, are you following? Are you with me? Right? So it is with us. You will hear the voice of God. You will learn to know God's voice. You will learn to know the way the Lord speaks as you spend time making use of your access, making use of the privilege of your access, and making use of the privilege of what? Abiding presence of God. So you will learn to know what he speaks. So many of us, when we struggle with the prophetic, it's because it's when someone speaks, they don't sound like God. They claim they are of God, but they are actually of God. So many of us, maybe because our spirits are trained, and because someone has abused that gift, we don't accept that gift of the prophetic. Are you with me? But the point I want us to understand this morning is that no prophet has more access to God than you. Hallelujah. That's why every one of us, we must train to hear the voice of God. How do we hear the voice of God? We access and we stay in the presence. For some reason, Eva and I found ourselves watching Shrek 2. And um, I don't know why. Don't ask us why. But um, I don't even remember the story. So um, the story is when 
he had married her in part one, and in part two, her family had invited Shrek, and you guys know what I'm talking about, right? Okay. <laughs> His family had invited, um, her family, rather, had invited Shrek and wife to come and celebrate their union, but when they saw that he was an ogre, you know, they did not accept him immediately. So Shrek, out of desperation, took a potion to now become a human, right? Now, the fairy godmother who was not the villain of the, of the film, her son, who was called Prince Charming, she quickly said that he should go and say he is Shrek, right? That's the thing about being a pastor. You see gospel in almost every day. So when she sees Shrek, because she too, as, as Shrek took the potion, he turns to a human, she turns to her original state, right, of a human being, and she's running out looking for Shrek, but the person that runs to meet her is the person who had taken the place of Shrek, who was now Prince Charming, who was one of the villains of the film, right? But when he speaks, she stops because she knows her husband's voice. Do you understand? Like she, she was like, Shrek? And he was like, yes, darling, this is me. And she was still, there was something off. Do you get? So the children of God, many of us, we, 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 when we hear uh, 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 a doctrine that is not of God or something that is not of God, our spirit, it, it does something to us. But here's the thing. Fiona went along with it. So it's still possible for the children of God to be tossed around. Because it's, we start doubting ourselves. Is this really the voice of God? So let me tell you something. The primary place to hear the voice of God is through the scriptures. It's through the Holy Scriptures. Hallelujah. So anyone that says, thus says the Lord and doesn't align with the scripture, it should register something to you. Amen. So we find many believers deceived by wolves. Deceived by uh, 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 false teachers, deceived by false prophets because we've not trained ourselves to hear the voice of God. Or even when it registers in our spirit, we start to doubt ourselves. The New Testament gives us that permission to test all spirits. I don't care if his title has general apostle. I don't care if it's Colonel Apostle, Air Vice Apostle. Do you understand? Senior, test every spirit. And if you call tribe home, test the word that is coming out of here. Don't take my word for it. Take God's word for it. Are you with me, tribe? So hearing God's words, we've established that what? Com um, number one, com um, conversation, communion, consummation, right? And... In that we must understand that we all have access and that there's the abiding presence of God that we must make use of. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. So now often, many of us, we want to hear the voice of God because we think God is like this genie and you want him to tell us the future. God reveals the future, you understand, so that his children can deal with their days in wisdom. But that's not all God does. So... Often, if all you want is just, Lord, tell me who to marry. Tell me where to live. 
Tell me what to wear. It's deeper than that. Are you with me? God wants us to have a relationship that is intimate, beyond uh, the material, beyond surface level. Amen. Amen. So another thing we don't hear correctly is because we don't have proper motives. So you want to hear the voice of God to affirm something you've already concluded in your mind. So you see a tall, dark, handsome, and your response is, Lord, let him be the one. Do you understand? And these days, as we are counseling more and more people, many of us, one of the responses I'm seeing young people say is, um, we say is, oh, no, I just feel peace. That's not a bad thing. But it's one of the nine things to tick off. Is he kind? Do you understand? Is he good? Amen. Is he loving? Is he joyful? Or do you feel, you know, <laughs> if we go through the nine slices of the fruit of the Spirit, so we just say, no, he gives me peace. He makes me happy. In, um, I can't remember, I think it's the series Friends. Um, Joey's younger sister was saying um, she got pregnant for someone and she was complaining that she loves him and he was like, how? That guy is useless. He said, he makes me laugh. And Joey said, if he makes you, if he's funny, laugh. Don't get pregnant. So, in hearing the voice of God, if you feel peace, that's amazing. Hallelujah. But we must go through the list that the Holy Spirit gives us. Is he kind? Hallelujah. Please, this is it's vice versa. That's, uh, is he kind? Is he loving? Is he joyful? Is he faithful? Hallelujah. Don't use peace to close um, um, your eyes to the other things. Those, every other thing is very important. So your goal for, answer, for hearing the voice of God in your everyday life, when it comes to choosing a spouse, starting a job, moving to a new city, peace should not just be the metric you use. Hallelujah. Amen, tribe. Is it the weather? I'm getting... I, I, need, a re, I need a response so you guys can shout me down. You guys can... You can stand up, jump, shout, say, preach, anything. I need response. Amen. So the reason we're hearing the voice of God is um, primarily is, I'm saying all of this because there's something we call spiritual formation. And spiritual formation is the journey to becoming like Christ. Hallelujah. We have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is in us primarily so we can bear witness to Christ. And how do we bear witness to Christ? Through our lives, through our thoughts, through our works, through our deeds. The gifts of the Spirit, like praying in tongues and prophecy, does not show that the Spirit is at work in your life. Do you get me? The Holy Spirit at work in your life shows that the fruit of the Spirit will be evident. So the evidence of the work of the Holy Spirit in you is not in speaking in tongues and prophecy. Because many of us we will speak in tongues, but we will curse in English. And that is not of God. So God wants, as much as the gospel is not a behavioral transformation program, God wants to change your character. Hallelujah. So that we will conform to the image of his son, Jesus. So hearing from God 
is one of the ways we conform to the image of the Son. Because as many that are led by the Spirit are what? Are the sons of God. Glory to God. Are you with me, tribe? No one is lost yet, yes? So consummation. Now, I want us to understand something that our faith is a participatory, participatory program. We are not called to be spectators. We're not called to just come and look at what's happening. God wants us, God is inviting us to participate in the work he's doing. Hallelujah. Yes, the finished works has been done, but he's redeeming the earth. And he's saying that through you, I want to redeem the earth. So the gospel, it's participatory. We participate in the gospel. Hallelujah. That's where, you know, I said consummation, conversation, communion. It's, it's not one after the other. It's happening at the same time. So as we are communing with God, the conversations we are having is a two-way street. So many of us, our prayers does not lead to consummation. And consummation is when you're caught up, your entire being is caught up in worship. And that you are enjoying God for God, not just for what he gives. Or not, not just for what he can do. Are you with me, tribe? So... Our conversations with God, our prayers, remember I said, I've told you in the Art of Prayer um, some months ago that prayer is primarily conversation with our Father. It's us speaking to our Father. So our prayers often tend to be one way. Our conversations with God only tend to be one way. So when somebody stands to pray here, we just stand with, oh Lord, Father, God, Heavenly Father, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, I worship you, King. And the Lord is like, yes, I heard you. Okay. Father Lord, thank you, Father Lord. Oh Lord, Father God, you're, you're, punctuating, you're, punctuating, you're punctuating your prayer points with titles. And you're not even stopping to hear God speak to you. So how do we pray aright? It's when we are studying his word. Amen. We're hearing him speak and we're praying what he's saying. But even at that, the Holy Spirit, we're told... Um, 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 through our groanings, praise on our behalf. That's the beautiful thing about our faith as well, that the Holy Spirit is praying through us and that Jesus himself is interceding for us as the great high priest. Amen. But I want us to understand something, that our conversations with God must be two-way. Allow God speak. Amen. Allow God speak. You're telling him too much about your words and he's trying to, hey, Listen, let me tell you what to do. Let me tell you things to come. Let me tell you how to navigate what's going on in your life right now. But you have elevated the, the worries of your life and the anxieties of your life to be louder than the voice of Yahweh. So in our conversation, it should lead to consummation as well, where our entire being is caught up in worship, is caught up in adoration. So we are not worshiping God for what he can do, but for who he is, because we are created to enjoy God. Hallelujah. Amen. So we're not just called to be uh, um, consumers. You know this um, 21st century type of Christianity where it's just, it's consumption. You just want God to be an ATM, ATM, <laughs> I almost hit my shame. Uh, an ATM. Um, God wants you to, to participate. He's not looking for consumer type of Christianity. He's looking for communion, communal Christianity, where he's interacting with us and we are interacting with him. Glory to God. So all of this, that's how we hear the voice of God. 
one of the things we must start to silence all the voices of the worry and anxiety, all the noise that is going on in the world, and hear the voice of God. This next six months, as we're praying that it will be our best yet, we should ask God how to navigate it. And often, we must stay quiet and listen. Because what prayer is a two-way street. Amen. Amen. So there's something one of my mentors called conversational relationships. Um, let me give you an example. Um, for, you know, as anybody here that has been in love, you know, you, you, you um, know that it's the interaction, it's conversation, you know, there has to be that back and forth, right? You don't just, um, you guys get what I'm saying, right? So, like, strong relationships have strong communion, strong conversations, right? I believe it's kind of like the same thing uh, with God. So, when I was kind of still toasting Eva some years ago, um, like 2015, 2016, so I would go to our office and uh, just so that nothing, you know, I'll buy food for everybody. Do you understand? Five, six people. And I did that for almost one year, you know. Um, so, Eva's best friend, we, Thank you. Nobody has appreciated me before. Thank you. So, um, Eva's best friend, Vanessa, who they used to work together, um, she was accusing me that recently that once Eva just said yes to me, I stopped. But of course, do you understand? So, what, listen, like buying food for five, six people, you know, it was expensive. But now that I have the girl, do you understand, I can take her for a date. If I was buying for six people, that's not date again, that's calendar. Do you, do you, do you understand? So, from, I'm sorry. So conversational relationships, right? So like, we must move from this superficial thing, you know, so I'll just go into the office and just, we'll talk about the weather, we'll talk about the economy, do you understand? We'll talk about what, non, do you understand? Like, my real desire was not all of this. Do you understand? So when it was now um, just Eva, you know, we asked, what's your favorite color? What's your, do you understand? Sorry, I don't know why I said that as well. But you get what I'm saying? Like, the conversation was more narrowed now because I wanted to develop a relationship with her. So same thing with your relationship with God. You can have conversational relationship with God. And like I said, please, it starts primarily through Scripture. Hear the voice of God. And as you move in your day, you can actually hear the voice of God through um, your, your, your inner thoughts. You can speak to Him in prayer, in praise, right? And listen for his voice. Now, many people have had different experiences about hearing God. So some people, God has um, appeared to them. Um, angels have appeared to them, right? Some people have actually heard a loud voice of God. So me, I, and I don't preach this as a doctrine because experience should not be doctrine. Are you with me? So in 2009, even before I got born again, I was in my room in Joss, and I heard a voice saying, you're going to be a pastor. I literally laughed. I said, you're joking. When I got born again, I, because I hated the notion of being a pastor, because I don't like suit and tie. 
right? So I changed it because in my mind then, you know, as a creative, at a point uh, I was a rapper. So like um, in my mind, <laughs> in my mind then I I I changed uh, I changed the the what I felt I heard from God from you're going to be a pastor to you're going to be a prophet. Until I found myself in leadership roles and someone just said, oh, like what you're doing is the work of a pastor. And it's almost as if I heard the Holy Spirit laugh at me and say, you thought you could run. Now, that's how God has speak, spoken to me in the past. The second time I heard God, God very clearly, is Eva here, was I was in Waiwapa Booth Camp and I was walking towards, towards um, where they sell Indomie and I heard your wife is here. But I was in a relationship. I'm not joking. So I was really confused because I was in a relationship for almost one year and I'm hearing your wife is here. I just tried to silence it. The same day, um, because Eva was uh, our, she was the booth camp, um, what's it called, lead right then. So I turned to take a picture with her and I just hear she's the one. Now, like, this is an experience. I'm not saying go and be looking for Holy Spirit. Now, here's the thing, right? I was so scared I did not say anything for three months because I used to say Eva is my sister. <laughs> the other side is to behave, 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 behave. She's like a sister. <laughs> so, right? But here's the thing now. I'm just trying to give you experiences of when I believe God has spoken to me. When it was time for tribe to start, when we came back and I was praying, God, I really need to know if this thing is for real. A friend I had not spoken to for years, probably five years or so. No, at the time it was um, maybe four years. He called me and just said, you don't start church. Are you a pastor? Like tribe was in quotes, two days old, I had not told anybody. Okay, only Eva, and she stopped talking to me because she was not engaged to a pastor. And... But I had not told anyone. And he said he saw me in a dream preaching. And he thought it was a youth, the youth fellowship, YWAP. But he said, no, God told him it's a church. He was like, you don't start church, you be pastor. So God can speak through people. Amen. And we tried to do that like three weeks ago through the prophetic activations, even when we did the worship night some days ago, even when we held hands and we prophesied over people by encouraging people. So God has different forms of speaking to his children. There's also a still small voice you could hear. Now some people um, condemn that, that, okay, no, God speaks through... Um, the scriptures are scriptures only. He does not speak through the still, small voice. But he does. So we may get nudgings often. And we can, or some of us may, may even hear just like a, a quiet voice. And it may just be a word. It could, just, it could be an instruction. So uh, some of us will run from that thinking that it's a demon or, you know, you're going crazy. But no. How do you test that it's the voice of God? It must line up with the word of God. Hallelujah. So a vo the voice of God will not tell you, go and jump in front of traffic or something. Do you get what I'm saying? Um, there was one other form I wanted to, 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 to talk about. 
Okay, next week we are doing something called competing voices. Maybe then we'll break all of that down. But I've tried this morning to establish a few things. That number one, that everybody can hear the voice of God. Every child of God can hear his voice because God himself is the one that's initiating this conversation. He's the one that's initiating this relationship. Glory to God. And he wants us to see him as friends so much that um, like Enoch, we are walking with him and that everywhere is home because his abiding presence is, is manifest. Hallelujah. And that we have access. We always know we have access to the Father. And we are in constant communion, koinonia, intimacy with God. So that at every moment in time, God is speaking to us and we are speaking to him. Glory to God. Amen. And conversations, and conversation is what? A two-way street. You speak us speaking to the Father and the Father speaking to us. He's revealing his heart and we are praying what he's revealing. Because whatever God wills definitely is for his glory, but it is for our good. Hallelujah. So I want everyone to develop a conversational relationship with God. Primarily through the text. So that when he speaks, you're able to discern that this is the voice of God. When he speaks through a pastor, a prophet, when he speaks through your friend, when you hear a still small voice, whether it be thunder and lightning, I want you to understand that all of that must match to the documented written word of God. So then you'll be able to discern, you'll be able to tell that this is the voice of God. Glory to God. Amen. That's how you hear the voice of God. Communion. Conversation. What's the last one? Consummation. Where we are all caught up in worship and adoration. And, and um, it's not, we're not worshiping God for what he can give, but who he is. Hallelujah. So the, the assignment I'm giving you is to develop a conversational relationship with Abba. Hallelujah, that you are walking with him, you have confidence that you have access and you have his abiding presence because that is the promise he has given you, that you are always in the presence of God. So it's either you, you are blind to it or you're not allowing his manifest presence be, be, be revealed. Amen. We're going to stop here today. We're going to stop here today. But how many of us were blessed this morning? We're going to go deeper by the grace of God in the, in the coming weeks. Next week, we're going to be talking about competing voices. So how do you know that, um, how do you know what voices to silence? How do you know um, the voice of God and, 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 and the likes? Can we stand? Let's stand. Let's bless God. I want you to remind yourself of the assurance you have in Christ Jesus this morning. Just remind yourself of the assurance you have in Christ Jesus this morning. Listen, every one of us, we have what? access and the abiding presence of God that goes with us wherever we're going. So this morning, just remind yourself of the access you have with the Father. Just remind yourself of your access you have with the Father. Everyone in the room and just bless God. Just bless God. Just say, Lord, thank you. Many of us need to rekindle our relationships with Abba. We've been too distant for too long. The last time you took your Bible, it's been a while. But I want you to rekindle your relationship with the Lord this morning. 
rekindle your relationship with the Lord this morning and just bless God. You have access and you have his abiding presence. You have access and you have his abiding presence. That's the beauty of the gospel. Come on everyone, just lift your voice in your own word and just remind yourself of who we are in Christ Jesus. As sons and daughters and as friends of God. The Lord tells us, the Bible tells us that Moses used to speak to God as a man will speak to his friend. That's the kind of relationship that Moses had with God. Do you understand that Moses will go to the tent of meeting and he will literally be cracking jokes with God. Because that's what it means to speak with a friend, right? You're, you're sharing moments. I want you to be able to, to develop that relationship with God, with Abba. Many of us, we've seen him as this hard taskmaster, always demanding from us, never giving. But the Lord this morning is reminding you that he is the one that has initiated relationship and his longing the bible tells us to be gracious to us he's longing to have koinonia with you so are we going to respond to his invitation are we going to respond to his love are we going to respond to how he has poured out himself so that we can have conversational relationships till we are walking with god till we know that we are always at home with god Come on, tribe, just open your mouth and bless the Lord. Just bless the Lord. Two more minutes. Two more minutes. Just bless the Lord. Holy Spirit. I believe that many of us this morning, the Lord will start speaking to us and you're hearing in your heart right now, the Lord leading you, reminding you of his love over you and that he's pulling you into koinonia and you may just hear an assuring voice or a peace or a calmness may just wash over you. I pray for everybody in this room. I pray that you remember that you are always in the presence of God and that you have access. I pray that in all our dealings in the coming weeks, in the coming months, that we will hear the voice of God. We will learn to discern between spirits and we will prophesy. We will speak on behalf of God that we will co-create with God with our words. Hallelujah. Come on, one more minute. Just press in, tribe. Just press in, tribe. Some of you, there's something that's been tugging in your heart. You don't know how to solve it. The Lord is bringing peace this morning and He's doing away with your anxiety. He's doing away with your worries in the mighty name of Jesus. He's doing away with everything that is not of Him this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. The Lord is restoring you in Jesus' name. The Lord is speaking over you. He's calling you my beloved. He's saying you are my son, you are my daughter. Walk with me. 
keep in step with me. Jesus name we pray father we thank you for this morning we thank you for what you've done in our lives we thank you for what you're doing in this house Lord we pray that you raise a prophetic tribe people who are able to speak on behalf of you to build the church people who hear your voice every person here will be reminded that they have access and they have your abiding presence in the mighty name of Jesus, that we will never forget that by your spirit and by the finished works of Christ, we can come boldly to the throne of grace and obtain mercy. We can come boldly before you, Abba. And that because your presence is always with us, peace like a river floods our hearts and minds. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Many of us are at spaces in our lives now where we are about to make very important decisions. Spirit of God, give us wisdom in the mighty name of Jesus. Give us wisdom in coming weeks, whether to go on with that contract, to go on with that relationship, whether to move to a new city, to start a new venture. But thank you, Father, for your spirit is guiding us. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you for answered prayer. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you were blessed by the message. To listen to more, consider subscribing, sharing, and raising the podcast. We love you.